the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the love which you have shown us through your Son. We pray that you also work by your Spirit. Remove distractions from our hearts and minds as you continue to root us in your word and grow us in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Here we are in our continued sermon series on Rooted and Growing, and today we're going to be looking at growing in vocation, having been rooted in creation, redemption, and sanctification. Today we're going to look at this idea of vocation and the things that God calls us into. But as we've continued on through this series, we have one main verse that we've been working through out of Colossians. And I believe we have it right there. So let's read this one together. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. All right. Rooted and established. That first week, we looked at being rooted in creation, the thing that God has made all the things that are around us, including us ourselves, created in this world. What a gift of God to be part of this creation. And then he sends us out to serve in that same place. And we know that we're rooted in redemption. He has bought us back out of the slavery of sin into the wonderful kingdom of his son, having redeemed us, purchased us with the blood of Christ and forgiven us And then again, sends us out to serve in the church, in the community, all those places. He's rooted us in sanctification, setting us apart for a particular purpose, setting us apart for a particular work, setting us apart from all the things outside of his church so that life would look different, so that things would look a little bit different, and words that we say would sound a little different, like, I forgive you, or any of those things that we hear from God's Word in the church versus things that are outside. Being rooted in sanctification means life looks different. God works through you for the benefit of His creation. Being rooted in all of those things is beautiful because that's all God's work. He created us. He redeemed us. He sanctifies us to bring us to that final day when Christ comes back, when we will be made perfect. We're not quite there yet, but we know that promise. So this idea of vocation, then, is also an interesting one to consider as we look at the 1 Corinthians verse with Paul writing to the Corinthians. And we start looking at the places where we are now. Since we're not fully sanctified in that day when Christ has come back, things are not fully perfect yet, though we're waiting for that promise to be fulfilled, yet we know that we're also here and present in creation where we've been rooted. We know that God's promises are given to us in redemption, and we know that we're sanctified, God working through us for the benefit of others. So where does that happen? There's three main areas, if you go into any of Luther's writings, and then also within the doctrines of our very own church, there's three main areas that we consider vocation. First, uh, that we're going to talk about is a uh, citizenship, being placed in a nation. 
we here are placed in the United States of America. That comes with certain responsibilities as a citizen. Luther was placed in Wittenberg in what is now Germany and was Germany then, but it just looked a little bit different. But life then was very different. They didn't have a president and a Senate and availability to vote. They had a king and princes and other things. But there was still a responsibility of being a citizen in the place where God has placed you. And that looks different in every nation on the world. But see, even those nations are things that are under God's hand, under God's control, and under God's guidance. None of them are perfect by any means. But here in this place, since this is where we live, we have that responsibility to work out our vocation as a citizen, that hat of citizenship, right? Where we get to work that out here in this place by the people that we vote for or uh, by the petitions that are signed or by uh, maybe even working in the civic center or civic se section, sector, one of those words be able to even work in that place as a Christian with a different motivation. We'll get a little bit more into that in just a second. We understand being a citizen in a place and being in a nation. Sometimes that service is civil. Sometimes that service is military. But nonetheless, we're called into a place to be in that place. You heard those words from Paul in Corinthians when he was writing a long section to folks who were married and to folks who uh, actually aren't married also. But in this long section, there's one small section that applies to kind of everybody. And as he starts to talk to them, he says, look, were you circumcised when you were called into the church? So don't throw off the marks of circumcision, your cultural identity. Don't throw off your cultural background of things, thinking that you have to change from one thing into another saying, were you a Jew when you were called as a Christian? So remember your heritage. Life's going to look different because there's less things that you're going to have to follow. Some things aren't scriptural. Some things are. But don't throw off your heritage of things. Know from where you came. Are you Gentile when you were called? Well, don't throw off all of your culture and heritage. Some of the practices have to change. You can't go to the temples anymore and do all those sorts of things because that would be putting a different person in God's place. But remember from where you came. It's about a station in life. Were you a slave when you were called? Paul says, don't worry about it. Now, if you have an opportunity to get free, get free. That's perfect. Go ahead and do that. But don't worry about it. Be in the position where you're at. Were you a freed man when you were called? Wonderful. Great. Don't use it to your own glory, but use it for the benefit of those who you look after. Because whether slave or free, we're all slaves and free Christ, kind of a summation of what Paul's talking about. So as we consider our vocations and where we grow in them and how to work in them, we understand the one of in our nation, so where else do we serve? Well, we serve in our daily work, right? All of the things at which we do, all those things that we might call jobs, but it goes way beyond that. Because though you might have a job where you draw a paycheck, there's many other places where you have vocations as well. You might be father or mother or grandfather or grandmother or son or daughter or niece or nephew or friend. There's so many different places in which we have responsibilities that God has given us to do. Even in the mundane things. 
And we want to overlook those so many times. The daily grind, right? All of the things that are no fun. You know, like driving through traffic on the way to work if you have to commute through there, or sitting behind a keyboard for several hours a day, or sitting at a student's desk listening to a professor drone on and on about history or something else, and then later on in life going, hey, wait a minute, that was actually kind of interesting. Changing dirty diapers, taking out the trash, sitting through sadness and dark times with people. These hard things that some of us don't want to deal with, and then these other things that just seem like they don't matter at all. Let me tell you, they do. It's through all of these things that Luther would say we are masks of God. All right? So as people live, God works through them for the benefit of the people around them. That was another Lutheran theologian way back when named Wingren. And he would say that God works through his means of creation for the benefit of his creation. Could God do it another way? Sure. He could make anything happen. He could have snapped his fingers and forgiven everybody. He could take away all of the natural disasters that go on in the world in the blink of an eye. We saw Jesus do that, right? On the Sea of Galilee, calm the wind and the waves with just a word. God could do any of that, but why he doesn't do it that way, we can't answer. But what we do know is that he works through the dirt and the muck and the grime of his creation so that his creation would benefit. We think of Jesus. He sent his very own son, son from eternity, the one who was there at creation, the word that brought it all into being. That very word took on the flesh of creation, took on the stuff that we see every day so that he could die for it and rise for it, to redeem it, to forgive it, so that you would have light to look forward to and not an eternal death, or an eternal judgment from God, but that you would be made right, righteous, sanctified, so that you would be within the family of God, and he will hold on to you all into eternity. It's a beautiful promise, but a beautiful way in which God works to grab a hold of his creation once again and bring it back into himself. That very gift yours. And then there's one other category that God sends us into for work in the world and for each other. And that's the church, of course. So he gives us the vocation as a citizen. He gives us the vocation of everything that goes on in daily life. And then he gives us the vocation in our church, where he gathers us in this place. And you have a lot of different hats to wear when you're in this place. See, in this place, you get to receive from God all the gifts which he gives through baptism, through the Lord's Supper, through the spoken word. You get to receive all of God's gifts because he promises to be here for you. You get to receive. You get to sit. You get to be passive. As God does all of the work to claim you as his and build you up as his and grow you as his. But then you also get to serve one another. And many of you serve in very visible ways 
in very practical ways, from the soundboard to the slides to ushering to setting up communion to reading to making coffee, that's an important one, and all of these other ways in which you get to serve within the church. And those are wonderful. Some of you serve in many ways that aren't seen. There's a lot of leadership things that go on in the background. There's a lot that may not hold any of those roles. But God has given you opportunity to be generous, especially during the time when we focus on it in the stewardship campaign, but all throughout the year. And the ways in which God works through all of you for the benefit of this place so that the community around would have a place to hear God's word. A wonderful way in which God works through you for his glory. And that's the part I think that we may have trouble with from time to time in any of our vocations. We start to take those vocations on as our own identity. Just look around, watch the people on TV, watch the people on social media, watch the people in the newspapers, watch the people that you see in daily life, or even just listen when you ask the question. So what do you do? Who are you? Tell me about yourself. What's the first answer you usually get? My job, right? The one main thing that you use to define yourself, you'd say, I'm a carpenter, I'm a teacher, I'm a pastor. Yeah, but how many things are you before you even get to them? You're a, a husband, a wife, a friend. You're a Christian. You're a baptized child of God at the foundation of all of it. You're one of God's beautiful creation that he has forgiven. And it's that identity then that Luther would say really shapes the way in which we look at all of our other vocations. Because God will work through all of those outside of the church and inside the church for the benefit of his creation. You are taken care of in many ways by folks who aren't Christian. Think about all of the folks that it takes to get food on your table. Think about all the people that are there to provide you safety each day. Think of all the people in your life that have taught you things. There's so many ways in which God works in and out of his church for the benefit of you. As we look at our identity and we look at the work we do, instead of claiming that work and claiming the glory for ourselves, Luther sees how through those vocations, God continues to work. And through you, God continues to work for the folks that are around you in your life. So as Paul would say, where does God have your feet? Where have you been planted? Don't try to move outside of that. Just know who you are in Christ because he's the one who has made you his own, so serve as him. Not as him, but as his. Serve as his child. Serve as he's the one that you're serving. Because in our vocations, we get to see how God continues to work through us for all of those around us. In those masks, as Luther would finish out his writing on that, if you're interested in more about that, you can see where he talks about it in a commentary on Psalm 147. But as he wraps up that kind of section on how God works through us as masks of God, he would say, it's through all of us that God works, yet to God alone is the glory. You see, as we work in our vocation, we see that God is the one that receives the glory as we take care of our neighbors. 
echoes Jesus' words, right? As he was repeating things from Moses in Exodus and uh, Leviticus. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. But even more than that, love your neighbor as I have loved you. And that's a heavy load to carry when we think that we have to do that on our own. But thanks be to God that he has made us his through Christ and that he has forgiven us and then works by his very spirit to grow us in the vocations that we are in, to be able to serve and to be able to give for the benefit of all those that God brings into our lives. It kind of sounds like how we care here at CLC, right? God working through us to care for those around us. And as we start to look at how we have to do that, I want you to remember one more thing. God's working through everybody around you to care for you also. The whole world is not on your shoulders, but it's on God's shoulders. And he continues to carry all of it and serve you through your neighbor so that you would continue to hear his word, so that you would continue to have a place to gather, so that you would continue to have someone to step into your life to speak his words of love and forgiveness when that's needed. So that you would continue to have someone to point you back to Jesus. And it's in him that we're thankful. It's in him that we are made alive in this church and in our world. And it's in him that God continues to call us his own as he has baptized us in Christ. He continues to forgive us through everything that we do every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the work that you continue to do in all of the areas of life, all the vocations that are around. We pray that you would continually bring us back to your word, to the forgiveness that you have won for us in Jesus. And it's in his name we praise and thank you. Amen.